Welcome to Holistic Hearts, a place to dive deeper into living holistically, a place where my mom shares thoughts on living fully, creating intentionally, and empowering others to come along with her in this journey. Hey guys, thanks for coming to another episode of Holistic Hearts. I am beyond thrilled to have Bo Stern on the show today to talk about something that you guys know that I'm very passionate about, and it is meditations. And she is the creator of a brand new app that's hitting Apple and Android, and um, you can find it on soulspace.co. But I'm going to say that a couple times because this app is amazing, and it's an a just incredible tool to engage um, in a meditation and quiet your spirit. And um, so with all that to say, I want to welcome Bo on the show. Thanks, Kristen. It's so good to be with you. Yes. Oh, okay. Well, as my listeners know, I love encounters. I love using my imagination to really focus in on the heart of God. And I love um, just this concept of this app called Soul Space. And I'd love to hear how did that come about and what is it created for? Yeah. Yeah. Well, the backstory for me is that I went through a really fierce battle in my life uh, from 2010 to 2014. My husband, 15, my husband battled ALS Mm -hmm. and then died in 2015. And it was a time of really working hard to keep my head above water and keep my kids okay. And make sure everybody was doing fine. And I did pretty well. Mm-hmm. And then for whatever reason, two years later, the bottom dropped out. And I just was met with the, the fiercest anxiety that wow. I've ever known. I just was so, um, it was organic. It wasn't that I was afraid of something specific, like my life was going really well. Mm-hmm. But I just felt anxious all the time. I could not find my way to peace. And my thoughts were going crazy and were um, always shooting forward to worst case scenario. And it was, it was just a crazy time and I could not figure out how to get a handle on it. And so during that time, I ended up, my, my doctor and my counselor ended up saying, this is, this happens when you're in a prolonged season of fight or flight, where you're dealing with life or death threats every day, Mm. you, your brain stops being able to deal with like mid-level threats. And so it was just, I was always in this sort of crisis mode in my thoughts. So I turned to some meditation apps, um, that some of the big, big popular ones. Mm -hmm. And Mm -hmm. it was the first time that I had really dabbled in structured guided meditation. And I liked it. I felt like it was helpful in bringing some calm to my thoughts, but I kept wishing that it could anchor my thoughts to something bigger. I kept wishing Mm -hmm. that that, like in the middle of a meditation with breathing, I would like, oh, please just invite Jesus into this. I just want to have something divine into this moment. And I looked and looked and I just didn't find anything that was what I wanted. And so I had this dream, what would happen if we could do that? And then I spoke at my church one Sunday on soul health and two people called me afterwards and they said, Hey, we're app developers. And we've been just dreaming of doing a, an app called soul space. That would be the Christian answer to headspace and calm. And yeah. would you be willing to sit down with us and just 
brainstorm. And when I did, I left just saying, I want to be involved in that. Wow. So I joined with them on that journey. We took about a year okay. to really begin to, to develop what we felt that should look like to help people learn to capture, take every thought captive and hold it up to the light of truth and let Jesus come into that and, and give us prevailing truth. Yeah, that can help set our thoughts free and give us peace and reduce stress and all mm-hmm. of those things. And so we launched in January okay. and it's been great. We've grown super fast and we've heard just amazing things from people who just, especially right now, we just need peace and we mm-hmm. need a way to anchor our thoughts to something that is bigger than we are. Right. Absolutely. And I think too, that, um, you know, it, it helps people of all ages. So um, my daughter, I don't think she would mind me sharing, but she's been listening almost every day. Mm -hmm. And just, um, and that was recommended by her doctor. She was like, I think you just need to meditate and calm your mind down. And she's 13. Yeah. And so she's been doing it consistently. I think today is day 10. And Mm -hmm. she's like, mom, it's made a real difference. But it's amazing what the power of meditation does. Can you, have you gotten much um, pushback in the Christian realm with meditation or how do you kind of um, come alongside somebody who might be struggling with that word meditation and um, yeah, and help people understand? Well, a little bit of pushback, not nearly what I thought. And I think it might be because we've been pretty intentional about making sure this isn't just about emptying out all your thoughts and all your worries. It's about connecting them to the truth of the word of God. So every day when you do a soul space meditation, you're going to run right into the word of God. So I think people feel a little safer with that, but some people are just absolutely no meditation is automatically Eastern and dangerous and new age and Mm -hmm. wrong. And so really meditation is an essential Christian practice Mm -hmm. and it is, it, it predates yeah. meditation that is um, a- about other things. And so I feel sad that the church has abdicated this mm-hmm. and they've let go of this essential Christian practice because of ways that it's gone off track. Yeah. And so to me, as long as I'm inviting Jesus into this space and as long as I am connecting to what I know is true, mm-hmm. then this is the way to keep my thoughts um stilled yeah. and, and purposed. Yeah. Um, but it, and it, I think meditation can be dangerous if it's connected to the wrong thing. Yeah. But I think it's so beneficial when it's connected to the right thing. Absolutely. And the great thing about it is it doesn't just help you in that moment. It teaches you how to deal with the next thought that comes along. Yeah. And I love that part of it. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Well, going back to your story, because you mentioned that you had started seeing the doctor and your thoughts were going all different directions and fight or flight. So how did that, excuse me, how did that play out in your life? How did, did you start meditating at that point? Well, I did. I started meditating just uh, using the apps that I did, but then also really incorporating scripture into that Mm -hmm. and some breath prayers that are just like, when I get afraid, I can say one or two things that are simple and, and I, I begin to call them bullets, that these okay. are bullets that I can shoot into my fear or confusion or That's pain cool. or shame. And so I would craft these little tiny sentences that would that would I could say out loud in my car while I was driving when I would start to worry about one of my kids health mm-hmm. or yeah. safety or 
And that began to make a change. And then some of it just, you, you can't live in that level of anxiety for that long. And some of it just naturally receded as well. And, but I do think it was a process of being able to take my thoughts captive and learn how to do it well and quickly and automatically. Okay. So I will, I would love for you to dive into that of the, if we're, we're spinning in an anxious cycle, how would you, um, coach someone if they're, you know, in that little fight or flight, what would you give them a handhold for? Yeah. Okay. So a story, my, uh, a couple of weeks ago I was in, we have, we live both in, in two cities, my husband, my new husband and I. And so I was in Bend and he was in Portland and I texted him and he didn't text back right away. And within about 15 minutes, I felt it land just this, you know, when your chest is pounding and and your breathing gets rapid and you're just starting. And I, and I, it was just landed in my brain. My husband is dead. That's what's happened. And I just was sure of it. And I could feel it just gaining steam inside of me. And I could feel my thoughts beginning to race away. And, and so you have two choices in that moment. That thought falls like a balloon yeah. and you can keep batting it up in the air, up in the air, up in the air, and it gets worse and worse and worse. And it takes all kinds of dimension or you can catch it and say, okay, I'm going to hold this up to Jesus and say, what is true? Yeah. Cause for me, husbands die. That's, that's a, an embedded groove in my brain. And yeah. so my brain was like running ahead to keep me safe. Okay. It was wanting to run ahead and say, prepare yourself. Something mm-hmm. really bad is coming. And so I held that thought up to the, to, to Jesus and just said, I I'm worried that my husband is dead and I don't know if it's truth or not. So I need a prevailing truth. Yeah. I need something bigger than your husband's not dead. Yeah. And so within moments, I feel like the Holy spirit just said, the prevailing truth is you're held safe within my love no matter what. Mm. And so I sat down in a chair and I said it over and over. I am safe within his love no matter what. I yeah. am safe within his love no matter what. And and I felt things begin to calm and things begin to change. And so knowing how to turn those thoughts t- towards something bigger than your own anxiety is a really, really big trick. And that's usually what I sometimes I'll sit down with with somebody and I'll help them build a word bullet that, oh. that goes directly into their shame or their pain or something that they're facing directly so that they can always say it out loud until their their mind begins to recode sort of a pathway toward believing yeah. that they can do all things through Christ who strengthens them or that that they do have peace that passes all understanding or that he will never leave them or forsake them. Those kinds of things that we can really shoot into runaway thoughts are really big. Yeah. Oh, that's good. Runaway thoughts. <laughs> it, yeah. it is such a choice of, okay, am I going to take hold of it and, and take it as mine versus, um, you know, letting it float down, observe it and then give it back, you know, into the hands of Jesus. And yeah, yeah that's really good. Um, and it's interesting because our thoughts are, are about 85% negative. Mm-hmm. And of those 85%, negative thoughts, about 90% are automated negative thoughts. They're repetitious. They, they just land automatically. You thought them yesterday and the day before and a month ago, Tuesday, they're automatic thoughts. And when you start to look into what they are, they usually are only like three or four subjects, maybe. And so when we say, you know, you think about 50,000 thoughts a day, 
you don't have to take 50,000 thoughts captive. You usually <laughs> have to take like three captive. Yeah. But once you get the engine of the train of thought, the oh. train will follow. But knowing what that engine is, I'm, I'm very nervous about health issues with my family. And when something like that lands, I know that's the engine of the train. And that's what I have to deal with in my thoughts. That's interesting. Do you find that because if it all boils down to like three or four main engines, do you find that um, it's pretty common lies? Because I think so I've been teaching a, a class for teenage girls. And I have found that there are three lies that are preve- prevalent in teens and in grown women <laughs> of I'm not enough, I'm unworthy, and I'm unlovable. And so those three, I'm just thinking in terms of thoughts, if that is what's the top three in most women, if that's the ones that you can, um, you know, take, and then, I mean, what is that, what would that process look like for you know, like my daughter or myself, you know, even in that I'm not enough, like, oh, that um, I didn't clean the dishes this morning. I should have done that. And, you know, the cycle. So if we could walk through maybe like a, you know, a mom scenario of, oh, I didn't get the dishes done and my house looks a mess and da da da. Yeah. So the, it all starts with being aware of what your thought even is because Mm -hmm. we're so not good at being aware of our thoughts. Like I lose my car in parking lots all the time. It happened so many times to me that I started to think something was wrong with me that I'm losing my memory. I have memory problems. Mm -hmm. And then I started this thing where when I park, I know this is where I am. This is the, where I'm facing Da da da. going to the store. I have never lost my car since Mm -hmm. because I didn't have memory problems. I had awareness problems. And when we attack the awareness problem, that really helps us. And so a lot of women, especially moms, go through their day feeling this vague sense of ickiness. Like I just have this cloudy, I don't know what's wrong. Probably you're not going to start out with, I didn't do the dishes. I'm not enough. Mm -hmm. You're going to feel this weird and also I don't know if my husband appreciates me mm. and that other person is doing so much better and comparative of those kinds yes. of things. And without even knowing that all those thoughts are just zooming through your head, like a riderless horse, just yeah. zooming through. Yeah. But when you take a minute and stop and say, what is the root of this? What is this icky feeling connected to? What am I really, really feeling? Then you can start to go back yeah. to, okay, I feel like I didn't get that done. That makes me inadequate. Other people are more adequate. What does that look like for my for my whole life? I guess I feel like I'm just not good at this. I guess I feel like I'm just not enough. Yeah. And then you get to the bottom line of it. And sometimes there's even a, a more bottom line than that. Sometimes it's, I don't know why God made me this way. I'm disappointed in his workmanship Mm. and being disappointed in his workmanship makes me think, what can I even anchor to at all? Wow. So Mm -hmm. starting to dig down into the, the sub layers of Mm -hmm. our thinking is really important and really powerful. And people don't do it because they're afraid of it, I think, Yeah. but it always ends up leading to greater peace. Yeah. Mm. Yeah. I, I totally agree. And I think that, you know, pulling even just uh, the meditation into your daily walk with Jesus is so key. 
um, to letting him talk to those deep places that we aren't even aware on the day to day, you know, interactions and conversations. And then, but when we can get still and quiet and, um, allowing him to, I'm, I'm thinking specifically of right now I have, um, this encounter that I'm doing with him of, he's been talking to me about walls around my heart and how I can function really well to a certain level, but he wants to go deeper. And so allowing myself to, I hope this is helpful for somebody, (laughs) but allowing, um, time to just sit and ask, um, and, and to be present and picturing my, my walls that are up, like, are they permeable? Are they there for a reason? Is there a door? Um, what do you think about those walls and seeing where Jesus is? Is he inside the wall? Is he outside the wall? And just taking space to, um, really just think and sit in it, you know, and there's such an unwrapping and beautiful relationship that can happen um, when we allow that space in the Holy Spirit to come and unwrap those different levels of awareness and yeah. Yes. So, and I love visualization like that. I think it's really helpful for, I, I like for years, I was a very like three chapters a day in the Bible kind of girl. Like mm-hmm. you have to read three chapters. You haven't done it. Yeah. And the older I get, the more I think, give me less, but let it go deep. Yeah. I want to go deep instead of wide that way. And so when you, when you can visualize your way through a scripture um, like the Lord is my shepherd, I shall not want. What does that look like? What does it look? What does the shepherd look like inside the walls? What does he look like outside yeah. of the walls? How does that look in my life? It starts to make an impact. Not that three chapters chapters a day doesn't. Right. I think there's a place for reading volumes, you know, heavier volume. But this, when we let it settle in, I think it becomes like nourishment in our system. It goes down and it builds muscle. And with muscle, yes. we can move heavy things. Oh, wow. And so I think that that has been building that mind muscle that says, I am not going to let my thoughts control everything that I feel and my actions, I'm going to hold them up and make sure they're true first. We can't control whether the thought lands or not, Mm -hmm. but we can control what we do with it once it does land. Yes. Oh, that's good. And I love that example of just really digging into, to little bits and letting your heart go deep into that scripture. Um, and how you can use that tool and you can use the encounters that I do, or you can use the soul space app, which, um, seriously, you have to go check it out because it really has blessed my life. I had a, I had a pretty anxious week last week where I have some autoimmune stuff that sends my mind just Mm -hmm. down this whole rabbit trail. And, um, there were three or four days where, you know, two o'clock hit. And I was like, I, I gotta go lay down and listen to soul space. <laughs> I gotta, I gotta just calm, calm down. And, um, and sometimes you need those guided somebody else to guide you through and that's okay. And, um, and then there's beautiful times where you can sit and ask him to take you on 
his own adventure, which yeah. I love that about Jesus. So uh, yeah. do you have a favorite meditation right now? Um, I'm writing one that I love right now. Oh. And we'll, we'll release it in, uh, well, we just got through, maybe you were a part of it, then we just got through the Lord's Prayer meditating each on a on a line of that every yes. day and i loved writing that one and now i am working on the 23rd psalm uh oh. both the pray and practice it the okay um, breath prayers through the lord through the 23rd psalm and then a way to weave it into your life that day wow. and i really love that getting these iconic scriptures and making them like a real part of my life throughout the day I think has made more impact in my, in my walk with Jesus than most things. It's been really important for me. Yeah. And, and that, uh, being able to, yes, w without soul space, live in this space where at, at any time, Holy spirit, you have access to, to me and to yes. my thoughts and you can, you can take this train where you want it to go. I think that's really, really big. Yeah. Oh, well, I appreciate you coming on the show and just sharing your heart. And um, I, like I said, this is such a big, big, big piece of my journey and in just interacting with Jesus and, and letting it transform my heart um, instead of a box checker. It's really um, created a space for me to interact with him, you know, this bearded man in my imagination and, um, yeah, I just appreciate when I find somebody that's on a similar journey. And um, yeah, I appreciate everything. And again, if you want to find the app, you can go on iTunes or on Android or uh, also go to soulspace.co and um, it will be worth your while for sure. <laughs> Thank you, Bo, for coming on the show. Thanks so much, Kristen. It was good to be with you. You too. Thanks for listening to Holistic Hearts. As always, leave a review and don't forget to subscribe to the podcast. And if you'd like to find out more about my mom and all the things she is writing about, go to www.kristenfieldschadwick.com.